0: Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you as always. Appreciate you joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew. If you're watching on War Chant TV, do not forget to like, subscribe, share, celebrate, whatever it might be. Man. Did I take Munoz today? You know if I took Munoz today, look at this guy. He's 11 under today.
1: What course are they playing?
0: TPC Craig Ranch, McKinney, Texas. TPC mini golf? It is. uh, I do have Hideki Matsuyama. He's having a good day, too. He's at minus six. Uh, No wins today, friend. No wins. So uh, they're just taking aim and and getting after it. But, uh, yeah, damn. Have yourself a day, Mr. Munoz. That's no way to start the show. That was uh, unscripted. I wasn't trying to do that. I know that we have audio, and I'm excited about said audio, uh, in which Jim Phillips, speaking at the ACC kickoff, uh, or at ACC meetings, I should say, kickoffs later on in July when we go to Charlotte. I look forward to that.
1: We'll be on Radio Row for that one.
0: Ah, the ever-exciting Radio Row. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, but, But, you know... Uh, I don't know about you, and we'll play some of this. But I thought, uh, you know, the, the 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 high praise for the calculated ways and um, clarity with which uh, Jim Phillips was said to have dealt with delicate issues while at Northwestern and uh, all throughout his time there, and trying to convince um, the the donors of that. School that is largely built around and centers around academia uh, to invest in athletics and then make a state of the art facility for their football program um, was what people were excited about when he became the commissioner of the ACC. That he was able to win the hearts and minds of people who might be on the other side of the aisle uh, from from major endeavors, things that they they thought were very important to do, and he was a a politician in that sense, but very convincing, very, very smart guy. And I think that came across in his 30 uh, minute press conference yesterday. Uh, I thought he was insightful. I thought he handled the questions well. And I thought uh, he sounded like a guy that uh, has a plan. I didn't expect to hear a guy who sounded like he had a plan. He does.
1: He also, to me, like in those first 15 minutes or so, sounded like a dude who has FML over his head. Like, where? I mean, what do you want from me? Basically, it's like, what do you want from In the from beginning? Me? Yeah, yeah. Because there are limitations that no 30-minute press availability to Amelia Island are going to fix. Like, he doesn't have the answer that everybody's looking for, but he has strategies to help navigate, at least in the interim, until there are greater answers, maybe for, a, for the sport of college football from a different committee or from the NCAA at large. But and by the end of it, he spoke with a little bit more vigor about some things that could be coming down the pike, which I thought was interesting.
0: Well, one of the reasons that I appreciated him was the transparency transparency with, with which he spoke. I can't speak today; it's not Wednesday, Jeff. It's Thursday, uh, and that is that. Uh, look, when he's talking about even just the scheduling model and changing it, you know, it, it, and people were asking, "Well, what's the time frame? When will you know?" And you know, they're pushing that. He, he's like. He basically told you the coaches and the presidents and the athletic directors have agreed to basically go to that uh, 355 model that we talked about, but he wanted to speak with ESPN. He didn't even sugarcoat that. He's like, well, we want to talk with our business partners, our television partners. It's a 50-50 relationship. Uh, we want to speak with them. Yeah, basically, we want to find out, is, there, is this going to help us make more money? I'm going to ask ESPN. That's what he basically told you. Okay, good, because there's no need to sugarcoat any of this. Any decision the ACC makes about their headquarters, about where to play the damn basketball tournaments in the future, about schedule models, you name it, has to be centered around revenue, has to be centered around ways to grow revenue. He didn't beat around the bush with that. He basically said, yes, we have to explore uh, and talk with ESPN, our television partner, our 50-50 partner, uh ways to help generate revenue that's a quote unquote ways to generate revenue you're damn right that's what your task to do now is get us out from under uh this 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 massive weight uh which is not allowing the schools in this conference and will not allow the schools in this conference to compete long term uh they have to rid themselves of this and give themselves every opportunity to be if not on equal footing something close to and so, I, I don't know. Swafford wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have heard that. He would have mealy-mouthed this whole damn thing and never told you a thing. He would have told you that there was no call for schedule remodeling, that there is nothing at this time. He never said anything. So, you at least had a guy who, first time he gets before the assembled press at this meeting, and he's like, yeah, we got to talk with ESPN to figure out ways to make more money. Our schedule changes that we've talked about the last two days that have been written about, yeah, you know, Read between the lines here. The coaches agree with it. I agree with it. We want to do it. Let's talk with ESPN. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go. Let's do that. Uh, So there was that, and he did talk about that. He talked also about the possibility of um, sort of a subdivisions, I think, is the way that he described it, and I think that's smart, too. Uh, I'm glad he didn't lament or sound in any way forlorn about the direction of college football. I've heard a lot of that over the last several months. We all have. It doesn't do you any good. As you have noted, Tom, they're not putting the genie back in the bottle. There's no going back, and he knows that. There just has to be some regulatory body, enforcement arm of the NCAA, something that allows for folks to adhere to uh, unilateral rules where everybody is operating under the same guidelines, which they are currently not. You can't compete when nobody knows what the – rules are
1: well and that's the problem he had back-to-back statements in which he said we need federal legislation it's not a priority for them this, yeah they're not coming right they're so not coming it, to save the help day. is not coming so if it's left to the conferences and you've got different rules among different conferences that still presents issues but i think what he's looking for is empowerment uh, he's on that over not the oversight committee. I'm trying to the transformation, transformation committee, committee with the NCAA, which has some radical ideas yes. like uh, we talked off, about it last week. Yes, uh, cap limits on staffs, which is crazy to me. That feels like that would be a very SEC and Big Ten talking point and not an ACC talking point. Uh, but he is present in those discussions about the future of the sport. And what's interesting, and, and we'll get into some of the audio as the show goes on, but what's interesting is he believes that the NCAA is going to be torn down. Uh, In terms of manpower at the top. It's going to be trimmed down. And then hopefully what he's looking for is either the NCAA itself. Or a third party group is going to be the enforcement wing of the NCAA. Because obviously there is no enforcement wing of the NCAA. They suck at it.
0: Well, okay. So to that point. Meeting head on the talking points of what the NCAA has failed to do. And what they did do. Was an early part of his conversation. Which is to say, look. We've got to trim the NCAA. We've got to figure out what we want them to do. Do we want them to do anything? Should they exist? We think they should. In this capacity, they do quite well, and that is running the championships. They've done very well putting on the championships. There are a couple instances, and he noted it. He's oh, specifically yeah. talking about the women's tournament. Well,
1: there was a red light that went off in his brain like, and, except for that time yeah, that Emmert was right. an ass. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. and he, you could tell he has no love lost for that guy. But the point would be, as he noted, he's like 4 the most part, the NCAA, in putting on their championships in all of the sports we're talking about, something the ACC is great in, lacrosse, to whatever, football, right? That they've done a good job. Uh, and so, do we want them to continue to do that? It's been, obviously, the NCAA tournament has been a massive profit center. So, yeah, they can keep doing that. It's one of the great tournaments in the world. You know, I mean, that, that's that's fair to say. So, Let them do that. And then do we have an enforcement arm under the banner of the NCAA? Maybe we do, maybe we don't. Maybe that's something we trim and we have an outside entity come in and do that and regulate the programs.
1: Yahoo Sports.
0: (laughs) See those bastards knocking on your door, run for the hills. So there it is, right? And then he also said, yes, we already see where football, big-time college football, has begun to separate itself, but I don't predict... That there is going to be a separation. Everybody talks about the Power Five leaving the NCAA, leaving uh, you know the, the the current setup. He doesn't see that happening in the next five to six years uh, for a variety of reasons. But what he does see is potentially setting up subdivisions to where. People competing against one another for national championships. And this is why he wanted the federal government to get involved, by the way, because it's an, it, that's, that's, there's a fairness aspect to this and, and a national uh, entity. But, but the point would be they would be in, in a shared or it would coalesce around uh, revenue streams that are similar. So if you play at Marshall, you'd be playing somebody who's akin to Marshall. You wouldn't be playing Alabama you know and so
1: there's that right what was interesting about that is he was talking out of both sides of his mouth at different points of the press availability because at one point he says i believe that the 10 FBS divisions should all be together not necessarily power five group of five like those 10 should all be together but then he also is talking about subdivisions so which is it because to me subdivisions would say group of five you're over here there's Division 1AA, the old 1AA, yeah, which is the yeah, FCS yeah. now. That's over here. But those were all under and the then,
0: umbrella of the NCAA. Right, but now
1: we've got Power 5 over So it's almost like he does want to break up Power 5 into its own subdivision of Division 1, and then I get cross-eyed hearing about that. But I think in the end, it sounds like he wants the big earning conferences to exist as one thing.
0: Yeah, and he wants, it sounds like, or he's willing to listen to the idea of the CFP running it football's national championship is not run by the NCAA. It's run by college football playoffs, it's the CFP. It, it already is. So they could do that.
1: Right. It's not that monumental of a change. We actually talked about this on Monday. If you could reclassify, and that's where I think it's, he stops. I don't think he wants a reclassification because then you're talking about Title IX implications going away and then a unionization of players, which he was not for at he all. He wasn't, Northwestern. but you noticed
0: that he, didn't, he wasn't as gung-ho this time uh, around. Correct. Yeah.
1: Well, he understands the way that things are going. But I don't know that he's for that total reclassification. For me, I think it makes the most sense to put football on its own and then the NCAA exists for everything else, including March Madness, which is where the NCAA makes all of its money, is on specifically March Madness. And also, if you read business reports about that and what Mark Emmert did or did not do, they left hundreds of millions of dollars on on the table with the negotiations and the renewals with March Madness instead of maximizing like every other sports entity does. It's crazy. Otherwise, they might, be more, they might be more palatable for a basketball-only institution, say St. Joseph's up in Philadelphia. They might be like, all right, yeah, football, you do what you're going to do because March Madness is enough. It's lucrative for us. enough for us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Carol asked the question right out the jump here. Who else do you, would you like to see on the three uh, we play every year if that happens? Clemson, Miami, and who else? Well, it's funny because uh, yesterday on the show I said, man, looks like we're getting the shaft. If you got Clemson and Miami and then whatever slappy you want to throw in there for your third, uh, you're playing two of the, the possible uh, preeminent forces of the ACC. If, if, if Miami is going to spend like they appear to want to and invest and have the football cachet that they do, if they're ever really good again, um, you know, you're going to play them every year regardless, and I'm for that. I want to play them every year. I wouldn't back away from that. But if you're also playing Clemson, man, and you're trying to win the ACC, damn. Can we throw, like, Duke. My answer is Duke. I'd like to play Duke every year.
1: I'd take Clemson out of that rotation, and it's not necessarily for fear of Clemson as an FSU fan because these things tend to be cyclical. Clemson was, you know, Uh, dead and gone for 30, 40 years. Yeah, they didn't matter. But if you're the ACC, when do you want Florida State to play Clemson? When do you want those two brands to clash? Do you want it to be in October, or would you prefer it in December when something's on the line? Yeah. What gives you the best chance for those two programs, or even Miami and Clemson, whatever it is, what gives you the best chance that you don't have all three of them playing in a pool in the regular season? You need to <laughs> spread those out. Like, So for me, it would be something like Georgia Tech, Miami, and NC State. There you go. There are three, and it's not like you're you're ducking Clemson for no, years buy, at a time
0: because there's no longer divisions. You can play them in the ACC championship game.
1: That's what I'm saying, and that's yeah, better yeah. leverage for the ACC. That's a better rated product in December. That but, that's,
0: but the eight, but if you're selling it to TV, they're going to say no, no, we, we want a regular season. If you're ESPN, you want to you want ins- assurances that Florida State's playing Virginia Tech, Miami, Clemson, like the teams right. with viability nationally
1: a hundred percent I hear that point but my counterpoint would be would you rather have more interest from those markets for longer longer in the season because guess what FSU NC State or FSU North Carolina is now much more interesting if they didn't get blown out by Clemson in October like so if that game happens around Halloween now people want to watch that game because there's something at stake Florida State is still in the ACC title hunt and so is Clemson
0: I'm excited about the possibility of this shift. I mean, lost in all of the money conversation, and I get that's the bigger, more important pressing issue is the money, and I, it will be forevermore and always is. But if we're just getting down to the collegial, what's left of the collegial nature of college football and uh, fandom of college football and campuses and traditions, man, I, you know, I love getting rid of the divisions and switching this thing up and getting an opportunity to play all these teams. I mean, I I think if I were a student-athlete, I'd really love it, knowing that when I signed on, uh, I'd have a chance to play every team in my conference before my five years, four years were up. That's exciting, you know, I I think. Um, And it's exciting for me as a fan. Again, this is not burying my head in the sand. I get what's important. I'm just saying, man, I – I love the idea of being able to go to places we never get to go to, that we never see, to travel to all these different schools.
1: This is where the Big 12 model before, obviously, the poaching came down. I wish we could shrink the sport down into divisions. And maybe that's the future of the Super Conference, is you shrink it down into divisions of 10, you know, uh, subdivisions. And so if we're in the southeast of a Super Conference existence, so here's Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Clemson, whatever, you play everybody in your division like the Big 12 has for a long time, uh, or you play everybody in your conference, conference I should say. That's yeah. the way the Big 12 does it. And then you rematch with whoever it is, but it's a perfectly balanced schedule. It's fair. It's as fair as it gets. Because what's going to happen in the 3-5-5 model is inevitably somebody's going to be in that Some championship game, get, yeah. and the rotation is North Carolina, Duke, and Syracuse, or something along those lines. You're like That's not real. That's not real. That's not, <laughs> not indicative of who the best in the ACC yeah. is. Yeah.
0: Well, you also know, though, that in the current situation, teams are more willing to suffer losses, and there is more leeway in, in that you lose two games, you're not out of the college football playoff if, in fact, they expand the college football playoff. You, you won't be. Even now, you're not technically, but, you know, that you if you get this thing to 12 like they're talking about eventually – yeah, man, uh, okay, I'll live with it. You can go 10-2 and 2 and make the college football playoff. And if you're the best team and you had the hardest schedule, thus you suffered a couple of blemishes, you'll prove yourself. It'll be all right. Then I'll be all for it. You know what? You want to schedule out of conference? we got Notre Dame, Clemson, yes. Miami, this year. Let's, let's right. go, let's go. Yeah. Well,
1: that's where, part and parcel, if you expand that way, the alliance, that scheduling alliance. Remember that thing? That didn't really come up too much in Amelia Island, but no. that's where that I would do, I, in. I would have
0: taken the to the dais with the shirt.
1: <laughs> alliance? <laughs> the alliance? yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the ACCA, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, look at that. We're we're
0: I would have made up a title for it different than what they came up with. I would have worn a shirt that just said Grand Alliance. Good to see everybody here.
1: It's a picture of the Emperor from Star Wars. Alliance.
0: It's a picture of me leading the Grand Alliance. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, fellow members of the
1: Grand Alliance. Well, that's where it would kick in and be valuable. Is if the playoff expands, then you're willing to go play whoever. Whenever? Who cares?
0: Yeah, that would be great. Yes, if you get this to to that place, which we probably will in our lifetime, maybe the next ten years.
1: Before the show is done. That's right. Before, Before you retire. I
0: retire from the airwaves. Don't know when that is.
1: You're not opting from early retirement or for no, early retirement. Are no, you? I
0: no. Uh, and we don't work in an industry where that like where people would come in and be like, Jeff, we we would like you to take early retirement. We're willing to. There's no there's no people coming to su- suggest that to me.
1: I uh, war champ money's for real though, dude. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I need them to come. All right, Gene, you want me to retire early and provide nothing for you? Sure. Send the cash my way, and I'll take it to the house.
1: But the super (laughs) chats are for (laughs)
0: you. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Ah, good song. Jeff Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV, it's Jeff Cameron Show. Yeah, you, do you
1: know
0: not a bad word. More and more. <laughs> uh Rick Rubin produced that record. Name a record in the last forty years he hasn't produced. It seems like right. There's lots of them I know, but in a pretty eclectic mix of uh, artists that he probably used.
1: Wilco. <laughs> probably. was Rubin in on Wilco?
0: I don't think so. Mm, no, wasn't. But Wilco's got a new record coming out. What? Yeah, they announced it uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, I'm very excited. Well now. Yeah, I'm excited. Very excited.
1: They still got something in the tank.
0: Of course. Well, when you're as artistic as he is, yeah. Uh, Hey, so, you know, I thought of something. Somebody mentioned here uh, on the chat that the ACC is going to be playing Tuesday nights instead of Maction in a few years. You know, obviously a tongue-in-cheek statement, but it is kind of funny. And it, it occurred to me. Is there any sub-level of a sport? Like, that's what I look at when I think of, like, we used to tease USF because they'd throw their asses on a Wednesday night. Like, whenever ESPN decided to get creative and try to add football games, uh, obviously, because that's the draw, live sports is where it's at, they would, they would just, they tab tap sorry-ass USF. They'd be like, well, you're a nothing program. We'll throw your ass on, uh, on a Wednesday at 4. You know, and we would we'd tease them about that because they thought they were in the same realm, but they they weren't. They had a cup of coffee for a minute there when they beat Auburn and that was a big deal, but and then they were useless. And now they've been passed over by UCF ten times over. Really of no significance, USF. Um, so I bring that up to take shots at USF and their fans, but also because if you're a fan of a team, so you know, I, I pay attention to and root for East Tennessee State, for obvious reasons, but I know that East Tennessee State is never going to play for a national championship. Uh, you know the way that we see Florida State or these days Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, specifically those, only, them. only, <laughs> only them.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's it.
0: That's it. Yeah, throwing in a, a Clemson every now and again, right? So that the, you know, there's the two separate realities there and if you embrace and in a lot of people who went to small schools are listening to this and they know exactly what I'm talking about if if you went to a small school and your school has football then you might just be satisfied watching week to week hoping they beat you know uh, Georgia Southern and they win the Southern Conference and they knock knock out the Citadel and you know whatever it might be right And it can be exciting. Like, you know that's the brand of football you're watching. It's different than when you watch others. And you can be locked in, like really care. I mean, you haven't really done this with Iona because, you you know, you weren't there very long and you didn't have a good experience. Well, yeah.
1: And they shut down the football program anyway.
0: But what I'm saying is in basketball, you don't go home, race home on a Wednesday because Iona's tipping against whomever.
1: No. I'll check in on them when they do the MAC tournament and that's it.
0: Right. But – There are plenty of people who do follow schools like that religiously, the way we follow Florida State, right? Where they go home and they're like, I'm going to watch this team. I mean, you know, they they pull it up on their phone. These days, you can watch all those small teams.
1: Why do I feel like you're about to be read from Shawshank and you're about to institutionalize Florida State? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, no, no. What I'm telling you is, is there, like, if that happened, if Florida State was relegated to a different status, could you get excited knowing that we were once in the promised land and have now been
1: cast out maybe in my 60s but not any time between well, now and then
0: well and i'll tell you why i thought about it not because i think that's about to happen and not because i believe long term this is where florida state shall reside i do think temporarily this is where we are residing period we are not right now anywhere close to competing for the national championship. Now, you want to do something to pour cold water on yourself. We talk all the time about Florida State taking the next step and getting to 500 and getting past 500, going bowling, finishing the year ranked. There is a world of difference between this is akin to breaking 100, maybe shooting 89, 88, or scratch, right? Like, now all of a sudden you're a one handicap or you're even, right? Big difference, you know, big difference. Well, if Florida State gets back to eight and four, seven and five, we'll be happy-ish for now. But it's a stepping stone, right? It's just a stepping stone. This is not ultimately something to, be, to revel in.
1: I've got some cold water for you too. After you make your point, well, but okay, it's about Mike. Okay, right. My, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. well, I'll get I'll back to this. Okay, hold on. So that happens, let's say, right. What would have happened if Florida State played Georgia last year? Nothing good. They could have named their score? Yeah. You think Georgia's good enough they could have just um, pretty much named their score?
1: I, I don't know about that because their offense went through a lot of, of struggles. But it's not like we would have put 10 on the board. You know, I think no, we, we, would, have we would have been lucky to put 10 on the board. Very. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'd, yes.
1: Yeah, it might have been like 42 to 6, something like that. Yeah, it would have been ugly. With our pass rush, know, yeah, it might have caused some issues where they had to punt a couple times from the 50 after a couple first downs, that kind of thing. But only a couple times. It would have been ugly. Yeah, it would, no, it wouldn't have been within 30.
0: Now, somebody rightfully could say, hey, Jeff, I watched Clemson and Georgia play a near standstill to start the year. Georgia barely beat Clemson. We had the lead in the fourth quarter on the road against Clemson. What do you mean we couldn't compete? Yeah, come on. Yeah, that... I guess it is fair to argue when you play them matters, you know. But if you'd played them, say, by week six or seven, <laughs> I think that would have been problematic. Um, very problematic. What if we played Ohio State last year?
1: Uh, they were a little bit more gettable. You might have only lost by 24 to 28 in that game. Yeah, four yeah. touchdowns. Probably yeah. lose by four touchdowns. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. More gettable. Right, Alabama. It depends.
0: Yeah, four touchdowns. What, what, five what kind touchdowns. of yeah? What kind of mood is Nick in? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Is Nick in a uh, twenty-eight right. to sevens right. good enough today mood?
0: Long ways away. Yeah, we. There's yeah, a I'm very aware. stark reality—the cold water. Okay, well, all right. If that were the reality moving forward, that we were not on that plane anymore, and then instead of going and watching us compete against those teams, but rather you were taking on Virginia Tech and North Carolina. And teams like that, and we were all right there about the same level. Could you go into Doke, knowing that, that we're here, we're not here, we're not playing for this up here. We used to exist in that world, but we don't anymore. We're now over here with other like-minded folk, and we don't have the same sort of resources, nor in some cases schools choose not to spend them all on that. So would you be able to do that and, and do so with fervor? Would you love it?
1: Sir, I work for Warchant.com. <laughs> Where are we going with this? Well, I love the World Baseball
0: Classic in a way that you don't. Like, I can't... Yeah. I love and the it.
1: President's Cup, too. And I,
0: Well, no, I like it. I, I won't have you be smirching the President's Cup on these airwaves. But what I would tell you is that the World Baseball Classic, which had to take a break because of COVID, sadly, it's back. And they're going to have the World Baseball Classic in 2023.
1: Wait a minute, so this is all a ploy to bring up the World Baseball Classic? Whenever
0: I can. But the World Baseball Classic, which features 20 nations competing one another for the grand prize of winning the World Baseball Classic, a formidable prize indeed, that is returning in 2023. And I, can, I have been to World Baseball Classic games, and I have shared in the joy that they bring with with many people from different different nations. And it's been a grand time. I have embraced it. Now, is it the same as Major League Baseball? No. Is it the same as winning the World Series for my beloved Pittsburgh Pirates? No. Oh, my God. But do I love the World Baseball Classic? I do. I do love the world. So I just so tried Florida to think,
1: State is the world baseball no, classic. No, no,
0: no. But maybe we're headed that direction. Maybe this is a, a secondary thing that Ooh. we're headed towards.
1: <laughs> you would not be as willing to concede that when you were my age as you are when, you know, hey, if you ride it out for the next 10 years and this is where we're going, no big deal.
0: I just don't spend a lot sure. of time denying the realities of situations anymore. I don't have that time that I once had uh, when you're referencing me in my 20s. Time was on my
1: side. Yeah. It is right now, too, because if that's the reality, you'll be gone and we'll be left to deal with it at War Chant or the next iteration of War Chant. Here's Uh, my cold water, though. The interesting thing for Mike Norvell, here's the weird reality. His path to the playoff was easier in his last institution than it is right here. (laughs) Think about that, because Cincinnati just made it, yeah, and they were every bit as good as Cincinnati by the time he had left. Now I don't know what was coming up recruiting-wise for Mike, but Memphis had game day. In their home stadium, outside their home stadium, for the game against Cincinnati, I'm assuming something crazy just came up on the chat. Uh, the way that you guys we uh, were, it, each other. I was
0: clicking. He he was clicking to post it. I was clicking to unpost it, and we were laughing. I see. This is my man P Simpson wrote the Jeff Cameron Show. You're home for the World Baseball Classic and President's Cup coverage. There it is. Yeah, it's good stuff.
1: But th- do you think Mike is driving down the Parkway someday? And he's like, you know, the Tigers were closer to the playoff than my nose <laughs> are.
0: What the hell? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's thinking about retaining his job. I think he spends a lot of time trying to figure out ways, and thankfully he spends a lot of time trying to figure out ways to get us to where we need to be quickly in order for him to retain his job. Now, I don't think the motivation is solely, like, I never come to work thinking about ratings and ratings then in turn ensure that I have a job, right? I never do that. Like, I never, A, we get awesome ratings, have for ever. So, I'm not worried about it. But B, that's not why you do it, right? You you do the show, it's your job, you love it. There are aspects of it that you you want to perfect, there are things you're chasing that you can never achieve. All that, right? So, I don't think Mike Revels driving down the road thinking, "Man, I make over 5 million dollars a year. I need to keep this job." that's just that's just the reality of the job right that i think he's thinking of ways to make the program a lot better i think he's thinking of how can we win games a little bit quicker because he knows that that is the impetus for them to have real success right just you know just g- get get to 8 9 wins you might be able to bring in the kinds of players that then allow you to access what i was just lamenting and that is We don't play on the same stratosphere anymore as Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and some others. We don't. We're not there. Hell, we can't even finish third in the Atlantic. We suck. So he's got to get us to that place. And then maybe you have a chance to start thinking about the big stuff.
1: One thing I learned about you today is you've never had to build a beautiful project on ratings. <laughs> and you don't understand the joy that comes with I, I a did. ratings report from top to bottom. You
0: were not here when I had to build that. You were barely alive when I first started having to, to build that. You had to do ratings reports for the whole station? No, I never had to do ratings reports. I was responsible for getting good ratings for, of which would, it would be brought up. Those reports would be brought up. Yeah. I was held accountable in that way early on. <laughs> No, but I did not have to write a ratings report. Tom, then you'd understand
1: how amazing it is. And, <laughs> and it's the best part of the job.
0: Oh no, I would just ask you when you finished your ratings report. How'd we do? That's what I would do. You like we did quite well. Here here and here. Need to get better here. Gotcha. I would walk out the door. That's how that went.
1: Cuz it's gospel. I mean, you know, they just, <laughs> they have it nailed down to a science. It's down to a 1 to 1 ratio. It's unbelievable.
0: Oh man. Anyhow, I just hey listen. You got to be willing to dance in all pools. You got to find out. You got to be like, okay. Dance is, this, to the war chant. This is not an Olympic sized pool, but it is nice, cool water nonetheless. I can be happy here.
1: It sounds like a concession speech from you. No. You're done? You're saying
0: we're done? Nevermore. Until changes are made, and I'm not talking about our head coach, I'm talking about the financial structure. Until that shifts, yes, Florida State is not competing for a national championship anytime soon.
1: And this was always our fate the moment we chose the ACC.
0: No, 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 no. This became our fate when the television contracts got out of control and the SEC and the Big Ten dictated terms, and we, being a young university compared to most, we have always outkicked our coverage. We're actually uh, a a, a beacon of light. We are a shining example of what's possible uh, when a lot of hardworking, smart people uh, strive towards excellence and, and don't let no... Uh, Don't take no for an answer. But what Bobby Bowden built is remarkable. We had no business being the better program over Florida. But that's exactly what we've been in a terribly short period of time. We still
1: are. They had a 50-year head start.
0: The problem is, while we can thump our chests about that and we can tell everybody that we've achieved more in a relative short period of time compared to the vast majority of the other elite programs in college football. And that is true. The the fact that we've walked alongside and surpassed the likes of LSU, I shouldn't even include LSU there, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and others in that 40-year window, 45-year window is insane. Should have never happened. But we did do that. The problem is, while that was all possible then, it is not possible now because of the direction that college football have has gone in terms of money. And now that you can't fall back on just those successes, but rather you need the cachet of a much deeper and richer, and I put the emphasis on richer, history as a university, because then you would have needed what? Another two generations of alumni to go on to become rich doctors and lawyers and whatever else that have given back to the university like they have at these other institutions that I've referenced that we just simply do not have?
1: That's the question about the the great awakening of NIL, though, because I'd love to know the numbers, and I'm sure they won't share them openly. Maybe we can get an honest answer behind the scenes. But these NIL collectives, it seems like they're doing a very good job, at least initially, of getting the resources necessary. And I don't know if that is um, besmirching what the boosters have been doing for a long time or if it's just because there's a new level of desperation because our fans are seeing the the change, the seismic change in how the sport is is getting it done. But it seems like grassroots-wise, there's a hell of a lot more money being infused into the collectives that we've just not tapped into as a booster community here. So it gives me hope that there might be resources to compete on the level of if we want three or four football players, we're going to give you like really difference making possible. football players. I believe that's possible. In every in any given yeah, class, we, we can get those kids. Yeah,
0: but you can't get the depth of talent that Georgia has right now. With, no, with, you, with, with the with, with I mean, they just had fifteen freaking guys drafted. Fifteen.
1: I'm not trying to do that right now. I'm trying to swim in the shallow pool. But we're not even swimming. We're standing in it.
0: I'm saying. I'm in the shallow pool, and I've embraced that we're in the shallow pool. I'd like to swim in the Olympic-sized pool, but that's not our reality right now. We just got to float about in the shallow pool for a while.
1: There might be a little doggy paddle coming, though, with the collective. To like the 7
0: to 8-foot range. There we go. Yeah, not that's quite right. to 12 feet or 15 feet. You can't dive off a diving board from
1: here. They've raised millions really- of dollars in essentially a month. That's not bad.
0: I'm not dogging them. I'm just telling you no matter what they raise, it's going to be a far cry from what Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, USC, Oklahoma can raise. We're not even close. We won't even be close.
1: Good enough to get three or four difference makers a year.
0: Yeah, But, but, but when you go to the college football playoff, you're playing a team that's got Fifteen or twenty difference makers. Man,
1: I'm not looking at the top of the mountain. I'm looking at what's in front. No, yes, okay. In the interim, then
0: the fair. Well, you get back to where we started, which is that where can you get to? Well, Mike has got to get to eight and four. Can we start there? Then maybe you got a chance to look at nine wins, ten wins, and then when you get to, if you're living in the ten win area code, you're close. You're very close. Now you've got. All right, can you get the right quarterback? That really, that's what when you get to the ten wins. Hear that, Rising Spear? Yeah. Can you get the right quarterback? Well, we'll see. I mean, Georgia just won it in a weird way because Georgia's quarterback is whatever. I mean, let's be realistic. he's a nice player for what they are, but he's, he's
1: They've yet to have their Jameis I mean, or their yeah, he's, Lawrence he's, or their Deshaun. Yeah, he's
0: yeah. a he's a whatever quarterback. He's not special in any way. Well NBA they did. Shape.
1: Fields went the other way. <laughs> yeah. They ran him
0: off because they chose to stick with the loser. Because he had. got a hot hand yeah, and they're crazy. like crazy. We're screwed. Yeah, but but uh no, no, they they have a whatever quarterback. They just happen to have three incredible tailbacks, a loaded wide receiving core, and the best defense in the history of college football. <laughs> That that, that helps. That helps.
1: Eh, This ain't going to be the best defense in college football history this year, but you know what? This defense out here in Tallahassee might be able to play a little bit.
0: (laughs) I like that you took the opportunity on the heels of me referencing Georgia's defense to include Florida State in the sentence.
1: Did you not hear the caveat in between? This isn't the greatest defense in the history of college football, but you know what? This defense (laughs) might be all right. Might be all right this year. I'm just saying
0: it's an interesting time to make the point because this defense— is going to be... Well,
1: it's because I don't care about Georgia.
0: I care about us. I care about us, too, but... You have to care about the teams that you're trying to pass in order to become a
1: college football playoff participant. But Georgia's at the pole position. like right down the damn road. Uh, But they're in the pole position of this race. We're in 60th. I I don't care about them. Let's pass Louisville. Let's really make sure we are actually past Syracuse and Louisville. I agree with that. And Wake. Yes, yes. We need to get to where
0: we're comfortably past Syracuse, Wake, and these other slappies that we have no business thinking about.
1: We are not comfortably past Syracuse.
0: we're not comfortably past anybody yeah maybe duke
1: we'll fight that battle later right now we're the reds you know we got to be the pirates next
0: <laughs> uh, you, take, you're in third place that's you, not a shot you're in third place we also took two out of three from the dodgers that's right suck it dodgers jeff cabaret on 93 three real talk radio war chant tv September show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. This has kind of been fun. Just an airing of the grievances in a way. Uh, and, and and just a reality check for us all and sort of the, well, what's reasonable. Ryan made me laugh here on the chat. This is good. I'm getting to the age where I just tolerate things. FSU football is turning into the older wife. You're just comfortable with her being around and don't expect much <laughs>
1: Is that real? Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: No, I think, I think with age, one well, of
1: the, that was a gutsy, gutsy admission. No, no,
0: I'm in love with my wife and happy that we are still together after all this time. What I'm saying is this: that is a reality. Like you reach an age, and this is just more about age than it is the particular woman. You reach an age where you realize, Tom, for example, and you're pretty close to it, and you're married. And happily so, um, so you know that when you walk on Florida State's campus, there's not a single student doing a double take on you like you're not that you're not who they're after. that time has come and gone. everybody
1: has a type okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the point would be that you know because you're a realist that you know, middle-aged man is not who they're looking at because they're twenty or twenty-one. Right.
1: Also, I'm not going for a walk on campus. That just—it's just
0: right. It'd be awkward. It'd be strange. You have to pay me to yeah. do that. Yeah. But okay. So the point is, because you're a realist and you're pragmatic, you know that's just the reality of the situation. Well, you know, you get to a certain age, and or in a stage in a relationship, it's not going to be like the first year you dated, first three years you dated. That's never going to happen again. Frankly, that's okay. We're beyond that. Right. Yeah. We've matured to a place that where would actually that, be strange. Yes. Yeah. Stressful.
1: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, yeah. good
0: God, man. I just want to watch the game.
1: What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's uh That's why we got the band on, man. We're locked <laughs> in. That's just reality. Just, yeah. I'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me be. Yeah.
0: I want to los- watch the game. It's not a commentary on whether or not I find you attractive. It's not indicative of where we're at as a relationship and a partner. It's, it's not. I want to watch the game. It's kickoff. What are we doing? Timing's everything.
1: <laughs> that's a, so Why does the vacuum come out yeah. during kickoff of the game? Yeah, we had the whole morning. <laughs> the whole morning.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like you just you get to a place where you're kind of like. That's all this is. That's all. My my reality about Florida State right now is that I've got a long ways to go. I don't mind discussing it openly and honestly. I don't mind saying, here's where we're at, and unless something changes in the very near future, what we can expect them to be has shifted. It, it just has. Yeah. It has shifted. Yeah. And well, that's not being Debbie Downer. That is not me trying to... Have people brace for failure, no, no, you still hold the guy accountable. they got to be better than five and seven there's no doubt about that
1: right I, I think that expectation thing is on a two year rolling basis though it's not your permanent fixture no right it's not. I mean that's the but, but, difference because sometimes rule- it sounds like this is this is your lot in life you're done
0: right, but what I'm telling you is that if the rules don't change and, and, th- and something doesn't change in terms of the possibility of more revenue it's not just this school it's really the schools of the a c c but in particular, this school, because, again, we don't have an IPTA fund. There's none of that here. We don't have Clemson money. Not right. even close. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hell, we don't even have North Carolina money. So, my point would be, wh- because this has shifted to a place where your alumni and the depth of that alumni, meaning the, the years that have passed, do you have generations, plural, several generations of alumni that went on to produce mass wealth and return it to the university as a thank you, and obviously fully endowed scholarships for every, all that, do you have that? Because if you don't, you're at a disadvantage, no matter what you've achieved that surpasses the schools that I'm referencing. Florida State has surpassed all of them on the football field in that way, but we don't have their money.
1: Right. And, and our, that is
0: the stark reality of our situation.
1: Our reward is that we get equal payouts with BC and Wake. It sucks. That's uh, the reward for all of that work, legitimizing this conference. Well,
0: and the problem is you wouldn't even bring that up because nobody cares that Vanderbilt gets the same cut as Alabama and the SEC. They don't care that Kentucky and the rest of those slappies that do nothing year in and year out and never will get that money because they've, they're swimming in money. We always bring it up because we're pissed that we're not swimming in money. Yep.
1: We've bringing it up for 10 years, and nothing's changed. We're still stuck. <laughs> he does a lot less than I do at the job. Why does he get paid this year? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We're that
1: me. guy in the office.
0: <laughs> well, don't do that, Phil. Sit back. Keep, I'm sit, working kick, less. Kick your feet up. That's right. Yeah. We'll watch all the companies that do it right.
1: Raise tuition. There's your solution. Oh,
0: my goodness gracious. Our number two, forthcoming. Stay with us. Jeff Cameron, Show 93 3, Real Talk Radio, War Chan TV.